Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rambling Viking podcast. Today is another installment of Star Wars talk with our in-house, call him in-house, Star Wars expert, Josh. And I, uh, I'll use expert in quotation marks because I don't want to get him in hot water. <laughs> Star Wars ac- experts that happen to listen to this, but he's very knowledgeable and he's uh, definitely a super fan, provided us with a lot of interesting stuff so far. Today, we're going to be talking about General Grievous, all things General Grievous. He's a very interesting character to me personally, but I know you know he has a lot of popularity and he's intriguing because he's uh for for so many reasons you know he, he tries to he's basically a jedi headhunter yada 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 but to me he's he's a very interesting character that is given very little backstory like i've been able to piece a few things together here and there but all in all i'm like i'd like to know more about him like i would like a movie or mini series like this about general grievous backstory but that's my intro spiel josh feel free to um Go ahead and take it away. All right, guys. So got a question for you here. So since I suggested to you a while back to watch the Clone Wars series. Yes. Did this did this question, this topic here, come from that because of how much of it, it part of the, that story he is? Honestly, yeah. It, it, it re well, I always I remember watching the the just the movies originally, and Grievous was, you know, very, very small part. But at the end of the day, I was like, huh, interested. And it's kind of twofold. It's It's been the crazy memes, the lightsaber collection memes that were popular, that, that got real big. Like 70 yeah. lightsabers. And there there wasn't like even all lightsabers Kenobi. anymore. Right. And that, but yeah, I'm, I don't know, season three of the Clone Wars series. And okay, yeah, he's in it so much and there's so much with him that I'm like, all right. I, I, I was anticipating more backstory on him. You get more story, but I was like, all right, he's in this so much. Like, I, I got to know. I, I want to know more. So, yes, to answer your question, it, the Clone Wars spurred my and spurred my interest in knowing more about Grievous. Right. Yeah, I don't think Revenge of the Sith did him justice to, because we were like, oh, cool. There's a metal monstrosity now in the series. Mm-hmm. Right. But they didn't they didn't they did so little going into the back of it. And it's just like, oh, he's there. Oh, the dude's got asthma, or he's got a cigarette cough. <laughs> right, but he's like he's what, this crazy yeah. biomechanical. He's mostly mechanical, but there's still a little bit of bio in him. And I'm like, all right, I want to know like original. I want to know what he was originally. I want right, to know right. how he came to General Grievous and got involved with the Separatists because he really feels like. I mean, he's just a mercenary who hates the Jedi, but I'm sure that there's some root cause of his deep hatred for the Jedi and wanting to eliminate them and collect their lightsabers. Like, it's very interesting. All right. So, to start off with, his just his name from his original time before he got with the Separatists was just Grievous. So that was okay. his actual name. There wasn't any general, but he was a warlord for his people. And he was a leading commanding officer of the military. He was uh, his species. His homeworld was called a was called Kali or Kali. It's a K A L E E. Is how you okay. spelled. Yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce that. That yeah, I've definitely known he, girls named Kaylee, and it's spelled like that. So right. And he was 
they, there's no measurements for his height before he was a he was mostly a cybernetic creature, but he he was at one point an actual humanoid biped creature, and he um okay. he was the like the description for the people that I found was that they were red that they were very um ah oh, they liked to fight they were very proud warriors and they protected themselves and they fought for the pe the planet as a whole almost um the grievous we know general grievous was as we talked about in the size comparison thing he was almost he was almost seven foot one seven foot two and you don't Check. get that from you don't get you get that a little bit from the shows you just they, they don't do the angles amazingly where you can see like, oh, that dude's a giant. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I didn't even realize, like I knew he was going to be heavy and strong and everything, but looking it up, he was 350 pounds. And so real quick, you're talking, yeah, you, so you're talking from like, as we know him. With yeah, like as we the... know him, he was over, yeah. And I was like, I mean, it's that's... believable if, if there's a lot of hardware on that. Dude. Yeah. And it's like, that's, Let's say that's heavier than some most NFL linemen almost. Like yeah, he's that's huge. basically what he is. He's he's taller. He's more. He's like an mm -hmm. NBA center in height with NFL linemen in weight. Uh, linemen just, yeah. But, so real quick. So is there much to his? Um. So there's there's really not much on him specifically prior to being um, his cyborg self. There, yeah. the The only thing we know is just like um, what he did. There wasn't like descriptions of him. The best we get, I believe, is from the Clone Wars series. And I don't know if you got into the episodes yet, but well, um, uh, go ahead and spoil it. That's fine. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen the Clone Wars series <laughs> and you care that much about it, uh, I, I mean, I'm gonna watch it, but it's not like. It's not like a really good movie that I want to see that I'm like, don't spoil a thing. For mm -hmm. me, you know, it's, 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 I'm pretty casual about it. So go ahead. So during the Clone Wars cartoon, I can't, it might have been season three, maybe later on, but a Jedi called Kit Fisto gets a lead to where General Grievous's hideout was. And okay, so I've seen he, this episode. Okay, yeah. So you, you've seen it. So the best views that we get of him before that are the statues. He has those he his own trophy statues of himself, pretty much at conquering and defeating other warriors um, or pe things he fought and defeated. So that was him. Uh -huh. Each one of those statues you saw saw in the series was kind of a step by step of him becoming the grievous we know, because he didn't go okay. straight into this. He didn't go. He he was very cybernetic as soon as it happened, but he kept upgrading and upgrading himself and he just got addicted to it almost where his flesh was weak to him it made him weak and that all of his cybernetics were upgrades to make him a better fighter warrior utiller gotcha but before the and the so the grievous we know all that there actually is to the original body is his brain eyes a, a handful of vital organs and a spinal cord to connect it all. 
Hmm. That is it. Everything else is um, bio-created. Because, like, the the stuff around his ribcage that ends up falling off during the fight in Revenge of the Sith was just, like, a mesh type of flesh. Okay. And, that, and all it was was just for a little bit of protection. But his, um... But we're going to kick it back here a little bit. Before, he was part of the Separatist army. As I said, he was a warlord and commanding officer of the Kalish military. And during a war at the start of the Clone Wars, so the very start of the Clone Wars, his species were fighting a neighboring planet species called the Yamri. And... uh, Best way to describe them is like a praying mantis, but with kind of okay. bipedal. Um, you there, there's or just a little bit. You get to see one of them in um, Star Wars: A New Hope. So, like episode, technically episode number four, you get to see mm-hmm. one in the Moss Eisley Cantina with Luke and Obi Wan. It's a praying mantis, like beast. Yeah, okay. but that is the only physical appearance of them in the entire universe, besides maybe some comics. So during that okay. war between his species and the Yamri, the Galactic Republic supported the opposing species, the insect Yamris, and his he lost. He, he was not happy. So that's where he developed his just an unnatural hatred for the Galactic Republic. And uh, the stuff I read, which I've been so they were so they were a part of the Republic, and he and he tried to take over their planet, and he lost, and so that kindled his hatred. Am I following right? It doesn't. It doesn't say. It doesn't say if his oh. planet is fighting fighting on their planet or if they are fighting on his planet. But something because they were just in like they were kind of like in a neighboring civil war. Gotcha. Because I mean, just just from watching it, you can tell and watching Grievous, you're like, it's not just like a like he he is very vindictive. It is and it is very oh, deeply yeah. personal. It helps knowing that he comes from like a war a, like a basically a Sparta planet to Yeah. To put it in, you know, where they're all about war and fighting. And so that's and so that in one sense is gonna make him very like despise losing any battles or anything like that but at the same time it's like it's definitely deeper than that even like there's a personal vendetta hatred mm-hmm. um, for them now shortly after that war I there's just um there's, it's more of rumors even in the Star Wars universe that this happened Grievous was mm-hmm. on a trip on one of the planets in one of the major cities and during during the transit, his vehicle he was traveling in mysteriously just exploded, got in a massive accident. And that, that is what forced him to start getting all the cybernetic implants. And who, okay. who comes in and who comes in and offers to give him all these implants? The separatist. Ah. So he develops his hatred for the Republic while he's still his He's still totally just a, a biological life form, but then right. he gets in a spon- his, his ship spontaneously explodes, and the separatists are like, "Hey, we can make you a super warrior," and he's like, "Awesome." Okay. Um, real quick, yeah, so I just want to interject. Before- 
Okay. Before before I forget, so we mentioned the episode with his lair in the Clone Wars. And for those listening, if you're interested, I'm going to go back and watch it personally. Um, talking about the shrine, the the statues. It's season one, episode 10 of the Clone Wars. It's called the Lair of Grievous. So. Yeah, it's like the third, the planet, the moon, it's a moon. It's the third moon of Vasek is where the mm. lair is. And we'll, we'll, I have more to talk about that in a little bit later. But Okay. Just wanted to put that out there. So it's season one, episode 10. Anyways, continue. Okay. I did, I did, dang, that was early in the series. I know. I forgot about that. Um, the, the possible rumor was that the Separatists planned for it to happen because he was such a great leader that they wanted him to be a ruthless, exactly what, as you described, vindictive killer for them. But it never shows. So it was, a, it was a, it was like a self sabotage in some way, where like you, you personally, like you, you make sure something goes wrong, so they mm. kind of push them emotionally into try. Okay, yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Um, but his his implants gave him the reflexes of a Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. Like so, that was how he was fought. He was personally trained in lightsaber combat combat it by Count Dooku. And then on top of that, all this, like, okay, now he's super fast. He also had the increase of strength in the speed. It was just, it was just not fair how much of an upgrade he got, almost. Um, the first ever appearance by him it was in the Clone Wars miniseries that originally aired in Cartoon Network. And I think you watched that? Yeah, I watched that. That, that episode, he just... Like pops out of nowhere, takes on multiple Padawans and Jedi Knights and Masters, and defeats them. Yeah, like what the hell? His first test in the comics was fighting a bounty hunter named Dirge and a Saw's Ventress, all of which were fe- Ventress was featured in both the miniseries and the Clone Wars cartoon. And Dirge is, just has like one or two little episodes in a miniseries, and then. Quite a bit of calm time. Dirge is just one of those ungodly powerful creatures that just gets added into the universe at one point or another everywhere. Like, it's stupid how powerful he is. But Grievous defeated both of them in combat. And that was his first Man. appearance. Man. See, that's what I... That's I, I will say, honestly, it, it, it kind of perplexed me is how power... Just how powerful he was... I mean, it makes sense on some level, but that's why, like, I never got. I was like, he's out here, you know, take he's he's defeating all these Jedi knights and taking on multiples at the same time, and it helps that you know he's this bionic beast. But uh, it, that all checks out and makes sense, you know. I didn't the Count Dooku mm-hmm. trained him, and that he was already that type of species and raised in that type of culture where um, it was you know it was a warring culture. He's, he's a warrior already, so. Yeah, you give a um, warrior. On top of all those cybernetic upgrades, he also had a a um, microchip implanted in his brain that okay that pretty much taught him to visually notice every single lightsaber fighting style. So that's okay. So it's like in the Matrix when they upload kung fu into your brain, right? And you know kung fu. That oh, you know what? That actually completely explains it then. 
Uh, yeah, that's why he was able to fight so many different fighters so easily. It was like, mm-hmm. what? And that's why Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan was his nemesis. Because they fought yeah. dozens of times. It, I believe in the Clone Wars series, Dooku and, or Grievous and Anakin only meet a couple times in person. Like, they don't even see each other, really. It's Kenobi and Grievous that fight each other dozens of times. Yeah, and those... I really enjoy that that rivalry. So, it, I guess, was Kenobi just that much of a... He, he was that good of a of a dueler to be able, like, to take him on? Because that's the other thing I notice is that Kenobi takes him on so much better than every other person that you see who fights him. Mm-hmm. Grievous's fighting style was just reckless abandon. Since he had, he could constantly dual wield lightsabers. He then could break off his arms and quad wield lightsabers. <laughs> right. And his only um true defensive tactic was spinning the, all four lightsabers, making an almost impenetrable barrier around him. Yeah, um, lightsaber copter. It, so, so I guess what was special his, about Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan um, was... So there are a lot of forms in the lightsaber combat. Um, mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan's form was called Soruso. Or Soriso or something. We can't. Uh, it, but it, Don't worry about it. Was it. Special, it was specialized to be resilient. It was the best for deflecting, dodging. It provided. It was just the best defensive form that the Jedi had. And you could pile that on. Well, who do you? What do you use to fight the? Uh, just a reckless abandoned attack. The, the essentially best defensive form, and Obi Wan gotcha. was the greatest, was the greatest user at the time of it. Okay, well that checks out then. See, I didn't know if Obi Wan was just that much better than everyone else, mm-hmm. but it makes sense. You have the ultimate offensive form versus the ultimate defensive form. Like that's the best. That's obviously going to be the best check for it because no Jedi with an offense, you know, with the best offensive form is still going to be as um, going to be able to match, you know, fight fire with fire with Grievous's form, just because he, he can have four arms. He can, he can quad wield lightsabers. Like what are you supposed to do? Yeah. That form was about just surviving. You were supposed to be able to keep off the attack long enough for any ally to come help you. That also explains why I'm always annoyed by Kenobi because he's not like he <laughs> never really he never really destroys anything. Like he's always, always like, dude, that explains just so much because he I'm, there's that there's there's that go side of me that is just like I love like you know the aggressiveness and stuff like that. I understand mm-hmm. being cerebral and defensive, but like and waiting for your moment, but it definitely feels like, yeah, Kenobi just sits back and just blocks, 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 blocks. And I always feel like, man, he's losing, but no, it's actually his style. This is, this is crazy how this is all coming together. Okay. Yeah. It's all about to outlast your opponent 
to where they start getting reckless and making more and more mistakes. And that's when you take gotcha. on your offense. Um, but yeah, that, that's why Obi-Wan was annoyingly great at lightsaber, at dueling. It's like uh, I've played, I played a guy in ping pong one time who just played defense, but like basically perfected defense. And it's like, you, you could, no matter how good you could slam it, he, they could return it. And it's like, if you can return everything, if you know, eventually it, you're just going to rely on me to make a mistake and, you know, hit it bad uh, on while I'm on the offensive mm. and, and miss. And that's really, and so basically I'm beating myself, which is a very frustrating way to lose. Oh yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Grievous. Um, Grievous also used his, um, his forearms to his advantage for new opponents that he never fought often or didn't know of him very well with specifically Jedi. He would trap both of their hands, like grab a, grab a hold of their wrist then detach the second two arms and then impale them with lightsabers from like, I've seen that. And then the other, like, Oh, the one way that really makes me cringe is if you fall over while fighting him, because he was very willingly to use his feet to just crush your skull. Oh, Oh, random thing. He could also wield lightsabers with his legs. So essentially, he could wield six lightsabers at a time. He just couldn't run or walk at that point. <laughs> yeah, he's stuck, but he he could do it. Wow. Um, so have you got? I guess. Go ahead. I guess as a Jedi, like at some point, the Jedi would have to figure this out, right? And I don't know. To me, wouldn't the ultimate defense be be like? I mean, I would, I would distance and the force are, are your two biggest defenses is what it sounds like. Or the fighting style mm-hmm. of Obi-Wan. If because you're going to take him Yeah, on. he had no force capability. He was gotcha. just that great of a swords fighter. Swordsman. <laughs> um, um, have you seen his capital ship yet? In the Clone Wars. Yeah. <sighs> Is it is it like his little is it like his fighter or like his big no. one? No, his big one. I'm not I'm really not sure. I've seen him on a separatist ship before and it was supposed to and they had this crazy uh spoiler alert, they had a crazy like plasma cannon. There or the plasma cannon, I think is what it was. Ion cannon. Yes. Ion cannon, that's right. Is that is that yes, the so one you're talking about? That is specifically his ship, the Malevolence. Right. Yep. Um. Yeah. So the, yeah, that was his personal ship during the Clone Wars. That okay. doesn't last very long to the series, but it was just it's it's a ship I forgot to add to our size our scale episode. Um. Mm-hmm. It is three miles in length, Justin. <sighs> and so, so you try to compare that to the, that ion cannon because that ion cannon can shoot out on both sides at the same time. Wow! And making it be a cylinder, it had a massive area of effect or a circle. But yeah, so it had very little um, direct head-to-head fighting capabilities. But if it could knock out another capital ship 
or cruiser with its ion cannon, it, it was over. <laughs> Just the number of yeah, little cause... batteries and guns that, that 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 the malevolence had, and you couldn't outrun it too. It was one of the fastest ships in the in at the time. It um it could it traveled at six hundred and fifty two miles an hour. Wow, full speed. Like, good Sheesh. lord. <laughs> so that's why it was used right. for like hit and run tactics. Just pop in, disable everything, make sure everything died, and then pop out as quick gotcha. as possible. Okay, but, so in terms of Walker blows it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. So in terms of like overall timeline here. At what point does Grievous like officially join the Separatists? I guess we we kind of stopped where he like when they or when they picked him up and made him into his, the the Bionicle that he is. That's what I always think of when I see him. I was like, he's a Bionicle. Okay. Um. I guess I don't know if you'd have to put a year to it, but maybe in terms of. Like was it you know how close to the Clone Wars did did he he get basically get recruited into the Separatists? He um so Clone Wars started, then mm-hmm. it was uh the Clone Wars took I can't remember how many years the Clone Wars actually took place. It was well over ten, and um ah, I would just say a couple years. It was it would have been a couple. Of, Four, three years into the Clone Wars, probably. Okay. So it wasn't too long, but it wasn't immediate. Gotcha. But it was pretty much after his accident, he immediately joined the Separatists. Okay. Because he was told that the Republic had planted the explosives and caused the accident. I see. Of course, of course they did. Yeah, it's like it's all it always works out for the separatists, right? The separatists are very good about saying, "Oh, it was it was the Republic; they did this." When half the time it was them, you know, inside agent. But okay, I now I'd like to go back to his lair real quick, Gus, because I don't know yeah. if you remember this from it, but General Grievous had a pet. Oh, he did, didn't he? Um, Yes. The pet's name was Gore. Just G-O-R, Gore. (laughs) And he was a, the species that pet was, was a Rogwarts. Was what the species, (laughs) like, it's a weird, it's a weird name. But Grievous had his pet upgraded. But the best way to describe the original body would be a T-Rex with long ass arms and giant fingers and na- and claws. <laughs> oh. Like okay. Like he actually had full length arms that would suit his body. Um uh, their and their tails were, were yeah, and their tails were ended with a pitchfork. Almost. Two outer spikes and a middle one that was sh- slightly short. That's terrifying. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, 27-foot-tall creature, roughly. Lots of, yeah, no thank you, no. And then Grievous had his cybernetically upgraded with a helmet 
a, a chest chassis. There's like a metal armor plate on his chest and back. And then that also went down to the arms. So when he moved the arms, it could control some control these um, tentacles, like there these tendrils on the back of the chassis that protected his back that he could also use as spears that would just snap out and just start stabbing the ground. I was like, Jeez. no, <laughs> like that's that's nightmare fuel right there. Yeah, that's real bad. But but in the in the episode, in, I can't remember if it was that episode or the it was the last one of the the layer episodes. Kick Fisto defeats the cre- creature pretty easily. But I'm just like, okay, you don't see many creatures like that in the Star Wars universe. So, but his name was Gore. <laughs> Gore keeps uh, it simple and terrifying. Yep. Yeah, that's no thank you. But and then, yeah, just Grievous was a pain in the butt. And during the Clone Wars is when it, where he developed his um, just his hatred shifted from the from the Galactic Republic to just the Jedi. Mm-hmm. He had no care in the world who won the war. He didn't give a crap about the Separatists. He didn't give a crap about the Republic. He just wanted to kill as many Jedi as he possibly could. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Obi-Wan was probably number one on his list, though, that he just couldn't kill. (laughs) Him and Anakin. Oh, man. He was always talking about how Anakin was overrated. I, that makes sense. I mean, the Jedi were the the strongest fighters in the Republic by a long shot, and that's his. That's where he came from. He wants to be the strongest, best warrior. So you got to beat the best. Mm-hmm. So he needs to beat the Jedi. Um, well, hmm, yeah. that was uh, a little less informative than I'd hoped. In some last, in an aspect, not to say your information was bad. Uh, it's kind of one of those moments where it's kind of like the Darth Plagueis, the wise, right? Like it gets they so definitely much. Definitely could add more to the original, like the background. Yeah. Well, we know isn't still- much. We um, there was one comic series that is technically Legends now, but um, uh, Grievous goes to a moon. I can't or a planet that starts with an L. I cannot <laughs> remember the rest of it. Like love, oh. I don't know. I'm butchering it like crazy. But on the planet, the planet had a Jedi temple on it that was mostly abandoned. It was only guarded by a master and an apprentice, or a Padawan, I should mm-hmm. say. Well, Grievous killed the the master, and the apprentice tried to escape. Well, Grievous, being Grievous, he likes to play and torture, kind almost likes to make mm-hmm. things afraid. He's like a cat. Cat chasing a uh, disabled mouse. Right. And so he waited at the Padawan ship and then killed the Padawan when he arrived by just jumping into the air and igniting two lightsabers. And that's all we know. The Padawan was dead after that. But the hmm. inside of the temple was a was a kind of like waterfall, like a really small, like the width-wise of a human. And Maybe a little wider and probably like 10 feet tall. Not very big, but it would just float out of the mountain. And then behind it was a sh- sh- simmering light. 
And in the temple, Grievous tries grabbing it. And he pulls his hand back and nothing's there. He can see this very visible object. And he starts pretty much cursing at himself because the cybernetic implants are going bad. It's They're faulty or whatever. So he just starts swiping and swiping. Still nothing. Finally, he just gets furious, pulls out the lightsabers and just starts slashing like a madman at them. And the rock around the waterfall... Oh, sorry. Water around the waterfall... The waterfall itself and the object behind it never get touched. No damage. That's eerie. So so finally, Grievous is like, we're going in. Grievous dove into the waterfall. And he just was like suspended in a black plane with voices mocking him. Saying he wasn't fast enough. He wasn't strong (sighs) enough. And then when he looked down at his arms, he was his original form. Oh, man. And so he's just kind of there, and he's just getting more and more mad. Uh, They just keep, the voices just kept mocking him, mocking him that he was never going to be be able to upgrade himself enough to be as good as them. And and finally, he rips himself out out of that plane of nothingness, almost. Just a few, like, lights. And he's he's just fed up. He leaves the temple, calls in his intercom, and has them bombard the temple with planet uh, with just massive shots, just taking the temple down to nothing. And he stood over the crater, looking for that light, that shine of light. Or I think he, I think the the thing said all night long, well over twelve hours. He just stood there and stared. Trying to make sure there was nothing left in his existence. And finally satisfied, he walked away. As soon as he turned his back, a, str- a trickle of water came out of a hole with a light behind it. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh god, what? It's still mocking him. Yep. So, real quick on that note, and you may have mentioned this before, but just to like these Jedi temples. They were a lot, they're usually built in like very force, what do you want to call it? Force heavy areas, right? A lot of them were. A lot of them were. And uh, they were abandoned over time just because of being way out of the way of stuff or not being able to be guarded, or maybe the planet was dying itself. Mm -hmm. Um, the um, but not, but yeah, you sometimes the force just kind of left. Like the temple wasn't as strong as it used to. Be. This temple apparently gotcha. was still strong enough to warrant a guardian. Because a lot of the temples were the temples actually had guards that were just temple guards. They were a specialized type of Jedi that wielded a really badass lightsaber. And that's that was their duty was to protect the temples at all times. I think they they were like Jedi adepts. I think they weren't true Jedi knights, but they were above hmm. a Padawan. Interesting. Um, the best description on the do you uh, the best description on the lightsaber for them? Um, do you remember in did you, you watch the Rise of Skywalker? Right. Yeah. You remember the dark ray scene where she drops a double-bladed lightsaber. Like, she looks like she's holding one, 
and she like flicks it and it extends oh, and yes, yes, out yes. The second one. That is their lightsabers. Oh, that's so cool. And they were they were also yellow bladed. Oh, that's so cool. They, that was yeah, during the during the Clone Wars time that all of them wielded lightsabers like that. Uh, other times they actually wielded like lightsaber pikes. And um yeah, just it was those two variants, but they were almost always yellow, yellow gold. And it was just kind of cool. Like you had those, and that was your job was to protect the temple. It was a very solitary life, but you had a goal and a purpose. Yeah, it's like hit or miss. But you got you got probably one of the coolest lightsabers. I don't know. I could be down with it. <laughs> yeah, no idea what type of fl- style that they use for combat. Because you don't ever see them fight very often. Well, I don't think you ever... Yeah, you just don't. Except for maybe in one episode of the Rebels cartoon series. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then Hmm. Grievous was ordered to go out to Utapau. To the far reaches of known space. Obi-Wan was sent out to follow him. Grievous didn't know this, but Sidious is the one who gave away the location to tie up all <laughs> loose ends, quote unquote. Obi Wan defeats General Grievous in a very, a, a very good fight. Yeah, I, would say. I agree. But but even then, Obi Wan still technically is bested in a swords fight there, in a lightsaber fight, and has to resort to alternative weaponry. <laughs> and defeats Grievous. Well, I think that about does it for Grievous then. Yeah, it's I, there's there they are adding some new stuff to him with some of the some of the little books, but it's not it's not enough to really there's nothing set that isn't already known to talk about yet. I would. I personally would love if they would also just come back, come out with a backstory for some of their villains, because their villains and just come out of nowhere. They're kind of cool, and then they either die or disappear. Right. There's not. I don't know. Backstories are backstories are always the best, dude. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for getting all that info on Grievous. It was definitely eye opening. I did, and I did learn a lot about him. You know, as much as you can, really, uh, you can only you can only talk about what you know as much as the, there is out there. So, uh, definitely very oh. interesting and makes a lot of sense, though. What's up? One thing: the coughing, mm-hmm. Grievous's coughing, yeah, was, was not caused by any type of smoking or injury. It was his it was his lungs rejecting the cybernetic implant. What? Yeah, oh, they were cool. his his lungs never truly accepted them. So he was in constant pain when he breathed. Wow. And so yeah, I got that going against him as well. It's like, uh yeah, I would have hated myself too. <laughs> but his voice, that that voice is iconic, like Vader's to me. <laughs> General Kenobi. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gotta well, have the coffee. That's super interesting. <laughs> I, I thought it was basically <laughs> cough up, cough up what lungs he has left. See, yep. that's really interesting. I definitely thought or assumed it was you know injury related, which kind of is, but more so related to the fact that his body rejects the cybernetic implants. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a I think it's a perfect note to end this episode on. So, thanks again, Josh, for um for coming in and really uh giving us general grievous's backstory always appreciate it i know i know it takes some legwork ahead of time for you doing your research and getting all the facts together which i'm just not a big enough star wars fan and slash too lazy to do i don't know <laughs> but i know you enjoy <laughs> oh no it, you're so. fine like i could sit for hours and listen to you talk about lord of rings probably yeah, it's I don't just, know if I have that we much. We all have do, our four amount. Right, right, and that's why I mean that's why I went to you for this because I was like I'm not gonna I'm gonna butcher slash I'm really just gonna repeat what everyone already probably knows if they've watched anything. So thanks again, and remember as always, folks, if you have any questions or comments or anything on anything we've been talking about, you can email me at the at the rambling viking at gmail it's the rambling Viking at Gmail. No caps, no special characters. Thanks again for listening and hope you enjoyed this episode all about General Grievous and look forward to future episodes. So thanks, Josh, for your time. Glad, glad as always to be here. This was a very, like, I did not expect this topic, but I loved it. Awesome. Yeah, you never know what my mind, where my mind's going to go with things. So, um, <laughs> I uh, will definitely have more more Star Wars talk episodes, and uh, honestly, at this point, that's all my podcast has become as of as of late because you know changes and having a puppy and stuff like that is makes it hard to be able to sit down and record like I want to. But <laughs> I had that thought yesterday when I was driving. I was like, I was like, really, my podcast has just become Star Wars talk. I was like, hey, that's really what the podcast is. But I'm not mad about it. I think yeah, it's what, fun series. Yeah, with no direction. sports going on right there, there's part of your your podcast, right? Sports. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, like, God, I, we, I usually, we I usually like, sports episodes, especially in season. You know, I'll do NBA episodes, or I'll, like I try to do. You know, I did my weekly NFL episode in the fall, and I don't care about baseball. So <laughs> when it comes to yeah. off season, it's like I need topics to talk about. But it's it's like the whole the whole Obama thing. Thanks, Obama. Now we can start saying thanks, COVID. Right. Well, I still say thanks, Obama, just because the nature of how that it, phrase flows, it just nothing else it, quite it, has the same it, it like doesn't. bite to it, you know? Like it's like, so satisfying. Thanks. Like, thanks, Obama. Like the way his name is, it's an O with that hard B in the middle and it and it kinda Yeah. yeah like it ends with the I tried like, saying thanks, works. Donald. Nah. Make fun of the just just because he's current president and it's it mm-hmm. kind of change up and it just doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound good. Yeah, you'd have to a thank the thanks phrase doesn't work with Trump. It'd have to be like a um. Oh, what am I trying to say? It have to be like way to go, Trump. You know that that's more mm-hmm. his that you have to switch it up a little bit. But anyways, we're getting a little off topic. Long outro there. Uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to subscribe, like, all that good nonsense so this podcast can spread and we can make it more of a community and conversation. Thanks so much.